Welcome. You're listening to the Think Like an Entrepreneur podcast because it turns out there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur. There are only business owners still operating from an employee mindset. I'm your host, business coach Katherine Morrison. Now let's dig in. Hey, party people, how are you? I want to talk today about one of the foundational concepts I work with my clients on, which is training your internal management team. It's not a thing employees have. We just have managers that tell us what to do. So coming into entrepreneurship, this is such a huge transition. And before we dive into that, I want to shout out my client, Nicole, today, who is laying the foundation of doing just that. She is three months into her business and killing it. Prior to this, she was in, in uh, Atlanta as a public school teacher, and she was making like $36,000 a year, like $3,000 a month. And while she did love teaching, she felt called to inner voice facilitation, super woo, super intuition based, and her inner voice was telling her to go for it. So here we are. She made 3000 in her first month in business, literally matching her employee salary. And last month in her second month, she made $6,000, doubling her employee salary. And I am recording this in mid-July, and as of this recording, she is already halfway through the month at $5,000 for the month, going for her first five-figure month ever, three months into her business. And we have basically been working on developing her internal management team, making her brain go to work for what she feels called to do. And I am so proud of her. When we had our consult a couple months ago, I think she was like drinking water. And when I asked her about $10,000 months, she like spit it out. She was like laughing, like couldn't even fathom $10,000 months for herself because that was so far beyond where her brain had even thought about going. And now she's on track to hit it. And this is why I love coaching so much. It's like the inevitable result of being coached out of your employee thinking and coached into deeply embodying that powerful CEO in your business and thought leadership in your industry. Go get it, Nicole. So, all right. Today, I want you to let yourself let this sink in. As an entrepreneur, you are a CEO. And you've also got to have the skill of managing yourself effectively. And doing this work has literally been the thing that has made me an entrepreneur in my bones, which is what has allowed me to get to a $200,000 business in the last 12 months in my first 18 months in business. It's extraordinary and it's also available to you. It might not feel that way. And so I wanna start with where most employees start, which is the vision employees are taught to have and the ways employees are rewarded for managing themselves. When you really see that what you've been taught is really just a bunch of optional bullshit and you disentangle the employee thinking from your head, it pretty much feels like you've stepped outside of the matrix. Like seriously, guys, entrepreneurship feels like I'm outside of the matrix. I'm like, what is going on? So let's start with what are employee brains taught to believe, right? We start by going to school. We learn to take in the information and regurgitate what the teacher tells us so that we get good grades and we go to college so that we can regurgitate all the right answers so we can get a good job so that we can afford a life we enjoy outside of work. And if you think I'm being a little bit extreme, I want you to seriously think about our culture, right? Culture does not lie. Think about what we have in America. Happy hour is a celebration of when the workday is over. TGIF is a celebration of when the work week is over. 
your golden years are a celebration of when you're 65 and you're finally able to live, right? That's the vision that we're taught as employees. The vision we are taught is getting through the nine to five, getting through the workday and making enough to enjoy life on the weekends, after work and retirement. That is the vision we are taught. Seriously, think about that. People are taught that this is normal to slog through until you're 65 and have a nest egg where maybe you can travel then, even though your joints will probably be all jacked up from decades in a sitting in a cubicle, so you're not going to be able to take the hikes you wanted to. And you wonder why Gallup reports that the vast majority of employees are cognitively and emotionally disengaged, which basically means they're sleepwalking through life. This is not a delicious vision. That is not CEO visionary material. And then let's talk about managing yourself. Yeah, many companies like and reward self-starters, people who are self-motivated, but they want people who are self-motivated to hit their business goals. Companies want people who at best buy into their stated vision and at worst shut up and fall in line and do what they're told. Companies do not want entrepreneurs. They want employees. My background was as an employee in tech, and I'd say that it's one of the industries where, as a culture, it does promote more entrepreneurial thinking. Like job listings sometimes even state they want entrepreneurial thinkers. And what they mean is someone that will creatively think outside of the box and problem solve within the container they assign to you towards the goals that they assign to you. And that doesn't make them wrong, right? Like It's their company. They're allowed to ask for that. But I want you to think about if you're feeling a little bit feral in your nine to five, it's not that you're the problem, right? You're in the wrong container. So a lot of you guys that come to me are the ones who are like, yeah, this container is inefficient and here's why. This container was screwed from the start and here's why. This container does not serve the broader mission and here's why. I have a close friend here in Austin and we kind of flip-flopped. She ran her own travel tech startup for a few years, went through a bunch of accelerators, did the whole fundraising dog and pony show, and she hadn't gotten the product market fit she wanted that would have made it viable in the long term. So she decided to head back into the nine to five world for a bit. And it's been so interesting to watch her experience. She is way too feral now. She went, um, after coming out, she went into a VC firm She was fired within a few months because she, quote unquote, wouldn't stay in her lane. After a few years as an entrepreneur, it was hard for her to plug back in and just be a yes person. She questions things that don't make sense. If there's something in another department that is affecting what's going on in her department, she problem solves. And in more corporate environments where things are often more about upholding the status quo and playing Game of Thrones up the ranks, the priority isn't empowering employees to question authority. (laughs) So it's funny, she got fired and then there she was in like a bidding war for her between a couple companies that stated they loved the time she had spent as an entrepreneur. The experience she'd had fundraising and going through accelerators, all of that. And she actually landed a job at Apple next with with something ridiculous. I don't know, I think she was at like 160,000 a year. It was like a $40,000 pay bump from the last place that she had been anyway. But she was dying because the culture there was hierarchical. And once again, she was questioning the container that the authorities had created. She saw a better way of doing things. And I kid you not, she had a higher level executive literally tell her to fall in line. 
So after about nine months at Apple, she went back to the other company that had been in the bidding war, had them beat the salary Apple had offered her, and now she's there quietly plotting her escape back into entrepreneurship, gaining lots of skills she can take back out with her and making a ton of money while she's at it. So if you're into your nine to five telling yourself that the problem is you and why can't you just fall in line like everybody else, I want you to know it's not you. It's being an employee. You were not meant to be that, right? Employees are taught to be obedient and follow directions. And this goes as far up as C-level executives. I've coached C-level people who reported to the CEO, and this affected them just as much as my clients who jump ship before they even make it to a management position. All right, so now that we've grounded into the social norms of what our brain has been taught as an employee, I want to talk to you guys about my experience, like the good, the bad, the ugly, going from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. First off, I was a six-figure employee who had spent my career working in business development. I had scaled companies I worked for by millions of dollars. I had run entire business units, and I was pretty much a badass, or so I thought. Like, I really thought, since I had all of this business experience, that entrepreneurship was going to be super easy, and I totally miscalculated so much of what entrepreneurship is. And I would like to save you (laughs) some of my pain. Yeah, for sure, you need to know business. You need to have a mastery of marketing and sales, copywriting, cultivating the ability to strategically look at your industry and see where the gap is, see what problem isn't being solved or what problem is being solved inefficiently or just where a brand new opportunity for some totally new delightful thing exists and plug yourself in there. But just as important as that, and here was my big miscalculation, is entrepreneurship is becoming a person that has your own vision and then goes out into the world and creates it. And to successfully do that from a place of joy and feeling compelled, you've got to believe in yourself and have your own back 1 million percent. And that was totally my gap. Despite all of my professional success, I did not believe in myself at all. I believed that my value, like as a human, was based on how other people perceived me. And so I had cultivated this perfect shiny social media life with the fancy title and the six-figure salary and the international vacations and my soul was dying (laughs) like withering away year after year while I was sitting in the nine to five I believed my worth was because of the title and the six-figure salary and so when I first started my business the way that I described it was I felt like a hermit crab without her shell I felt like I was nothing without all of the shiny external things that I thought made me valuable. I felt so vulnerable and not in a powerful way. Like right now, like if you guys follow me on social media, you know I'm pretty vulnerable, but I've got my own back now, so it doesn't feel scary. But when you're, when you feel vulnerable and you don't have your own back, it's terrifying because I had no internal skills of managing myself. I had never been taught, and by the way, basically none of us are, the skill of thinking for yourself and deciding what you want on purpose and owning that no matter what anybody else thinks. And I call this getting to zero fucks, and it is basically the key to the universe. When you don't have that, then you have to look at what you do have. For myself, I base my success on external validation. So when I first started the business, I didn't want my old tech network to see me posting to nobody on Instagram, so I totally bought followers. I wanted to put a shiny veneer of success up, and instead of thinking about what I should post to help my ideal client, I thought mostly about what I could post because I knew other people were watching me, and I wanted to post something that would make it look like I was doing great. I was so zoomed in every day. 
Like every day I was consumed by how many likes my post got. I obsessed about what other people might be thinking about me because I had literally spent my entire life not having my own back. And this is like a quiet epidemic that nobody talks about when you come into entrepreneurship. Because as employees, we have been taught to perform in school and check the boxes so we can go to college and check the boxes so we can get a good job and check the boxes to climb the ladder. We have been taught to perform, to perform for external validation, and then we can feel worthy. And this totally fucks you in entrepreneurship because, my friends, it is up to you to validate yourself. It is up to you to have your own back. It is up to you to be willing to see tumbleweeds for literally weeks or sometimes even months. I had a period last year and my coach was like, you can't sell to people from networking events anymore. You need to move your business online. Okay, I've made $200,000 in the last year and there were two months late last year where I made nothing because I was spinning out moving my business online, right? So sometimes you've got to have your back for months and not have the results yet and keep going and know deep in your bones that you are for sure committed to figuring it out. So as I came out into the world thinking that because of my prior business experience, I was like somehow entitled to immediate success. That was totally a thing my brain thought. And then I would get like really triggered when I saw other business coaches that like didn't have the fancy corporate experience and they were like killing it. I was like, oh, wait, they have an internal management team and they have their own back. And that is actually what you need in entrepreneurship, right? So instead of spending my days being productive, I was spending my days telling myself that it wasn't working and something had gone wrong. And then my brain wanted to feel better. So instead of taking responsibility for where I wasn't showing up for my people to grow my business, it started blaming people in my audience for not being ready. It blamed the algorithms. It blamed my kids. And I had started this dream business, except it felt like a nightmare. And I felt awful. And then I realized why I had no internal management team. And this is the part of, part of the podcast where if you're not driving, you want to get out your notebook. If you listen and actually implement these changes, it will change the entire trajectory of your life. I used my former time in business and I studied it. I worked like there was a company I was at where the CEO had made like, I don't know, he'd sold two companies for over $300 million by the time he was 21. He went then went a little crazy. And I'm like, okay, like, why did he go like what was happening in his brain? Like I looked as a coach at his brain and what was happening. And then I looked at I had been here at a startup. It well, not a well, Yeah, I guess it was a little bit of a startup still in Austin. And it was started by five UT students that then didn't have the ability to effectively communicate and problem solve together. And it became like a Game of Thrones shit show for the crown. And I thought about all of the businesses that I had been a part of, all of the things that I had seen. And I looked at what made those companies work and what didn't work. And I asked myself, why? Why did they work? Why didn't they work? And how could I apply that to solopreneurship? How could I apply that to my business? And what I got to is at its best, a really awesome company has a visionary CEO. They know what they are committed to creating and they hold that vision. They stay super high level out of the muck and the weeds of the day to day. And then they have managers who fly a little bit closer to the ground, right? Like they often have weekly meetings with the CEO to zoom out and then spend the week zoomed in to managing the employees who are the ones carrying out the tasks. 
And as I studied the landscape of successful versus struggling entrepreneurs, I saw that the struggling ones were the ones who were trying to run businesses, but still thinking like employees. You see this in online entrepreneurship with people trying to follow online gurus, like they're just the new corporate manager. You see this in tech with a lot of startup founders that basically just want to get told what to do by their venture capital firm or their board of directors. It's an employee mindset thing. Tell me what to do because I don't believe in myself. (laughs) The struggling entrepreneurs have really shitty internal management teams. They spent their time super zoomed into the day-to-day, working in the business instead of on the business, which is what most employees have always done, right? Struggling entrepreneurs don't have a visionary CEO or they have a vision, but the CEO is super flighty and doesn't come into the figurative office much. They can look a couple of different ways. Sometimes as someone whose vision is literally just what they don't want. I don't want to have to go back to my corporate job. I don't want another month with no clients. And so if that's the only vision, the motivation here is focused on only taking action to avoid pain, which requires feeling terrible to take action. It requires feeling awful to get going. Real entrepreneurs can tell you what they're creating like years into the future. They have a North Star vision they're committed to and they revisit it often. It is literally the thing compelling them forward. They have a vision big enough, compelling enough for the impact they want to make in the world and they believe that it's possible for them to create it. And when those two things are in place, you literally cannot stay on the couch watching Netflix. And then there's the internal manager. Because in entrepreneurship, you come into managing yourself for the very first time. I basically see people fall into one of two camps. Either they have a manager within themselves that is super demanding and whips them and tells them they're not good enough and they need to do more and they're failures and they have to work to prove otherwise. I call this the asshole manager. Or they have the non-manager manager who like the moment something gets hard is like, you know what? You should probably just give yourself a break. I know how hard this all is. It's okay. You can try again next year or next month because this is all just so hard. Give yourself a break. Think about those managers, either of them, in a real-life business environment. Neither of those managers would be effective long-term. But that is literally the way that the vast majority of the human population manages themselves. And so when you come into entrepreneurship, that becomes a foundational, fundamental problem in the business. And as I studied successful entrepreneurs, I noticed they had strong internal management teams. They're deeply supportive of themselves, but also super demanding. They're willing to set big income goals and go after them because they have the internal management team that is totally aligned to support them and set up for success. So let me give you a couple examples of people you have for sure seen, maybe it's even you, and this may give you some insight into what's going on for you. And once you see this, you cannot unsee this. You're going to see it at networking events and people. You will see it in Facebook groups and the way that they post. Like you will have such a better awareness. This is like at the root of every single struggling entrepreneur is just not having the aligned internal management team. So some people have a strong vision of what they want to create for the future, but when it really comes down to it, they have no belief they can actually do it. So there's this strong CEO vision, but the employee in them is so strong that it doesn't override, like it can't override, right? The visionary part doesn't override that disbelief and they don't believe it's possible for them. So they never get off the couch or they get off the couch for like a minute and then they sit back down, 
right? Because they have a non-manager manager. So to try to feel better, they make excuses like that they'll do it when the kids get bigger or whatever. But this doesn't make the gnawing feeling inside of them go away because their deepest truth is that that CEO visionary dream was like put inside of them for a reason. And the work with that person is retraining their internal manager to be more demanding and selling the employee inside of them into the vision that the CEO has. Some people have no vision or they haven't like given themselves the opportunity to like see it because their vision is so focused on what they don't want and they have asshole managers. So like weak or hidden CEO, asshole manager combo. So this is like the really resentful employee who hates the nine to five and is determined to leave and is so focused on wanting to blow up their office that they don't take the time to think about what they're actively creating for themselves in the world. And then they've got an asshole manager, so they white knuckle and hustle their way through the work, usually feeling terrible the entire time and often with mediocre results. So the work I do with this person is unearthing their vision, cultivating their CEO, and retraining their internal manager to be more supportive. So I want to encourage you to spend some time today thinking about your inner CEO, your inner manager, and your inner employee. Which one's out of whack? Which one needs retraining and in what ways? When you get these three lined up, it's like hearing the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. Every piece perfectly in tune and the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And I promise you, every single struggling entrepreneur just has internal management problems. They're operating like an employee and they haven't cultivated executive management inside of themselves. And when this is happening, it sounds like attending a first grade band concert. Nobody knows what they're doing. There's a lot of confusion and it sounds terrible. For me, as I really committed to doing this work, as I really committed to owning and cultivating my vision, owning the desire for my vision and retraining my internal manager, my business took off. When I zoomed out of the day-to-day, I set consistent times to really think about what I was creating for the future, cultivate, cultivate my belief in what I was creating for myself, And then my internal manager, guys, I had an asshole manager, by the way. (laughs) And then I learned how to retrain my internal manager to be supportive and demanding rather than just demanding and authoritative and mean. And I learned to motivate myself through being supportive and super demanding and disciplined. I think a lot of people, I think demanding and disciplined carries like a negative connotation, but it's only a problem if there's no support and like a total love fest that it's centered in, right? And so as I've moved into that, it has been like night and day in my business. And there's some people in my audience who have said something to the effect of that it must be easy for me because now I have so many clients and people on my wait list and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so if that's in your brain, I want you to know that you have it backwards. What has allowed me to create all of that was being an entrepreneur that had no sales calls on the books, no people in my audience buying, no people clamoring for me to be on their podcast, and I just went out there and chose myself. I got as close as I could to zero fucks, and I just kept showing up day after day after day. And that is what has created all the clients, all the money, the podcast requests, like one of the biggest organizations here in Austin for Entrepreneurs asking me to come on as their business coaching partner, 
I had to stop hiding. I had to show up for myself before I expected anyone else to show up for me, to show up and meet me. And I had to stop worrying about what other people thought. And I had to do that every day, sometimes for weeks at a time between someone new reaching out for a sales call. And what gave me the ability to do that was to have a very aligned internal management team. You literally cannot be an entrepreneur without it. All right. If you're listening to this and vigorously nodding your head, I want to invite you to apply to work with me. At the time of this recording, I'm at a wait list and you can submit your application for an upcoming spot at my website at www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com. There's like 8 million red buttons that all lead you there and you can't miss them. If you have spent your life as an employee, this is life-changing work that is literally the make or break between a business that works and a business that doesn't. This is why some people like me get to multiple six figures very quickly and some people have been entrepreneurs for decades and aren't there yet. It all comes down to the internal management team. And if you're loving this content, share it with somebody that could benefit from it or take two minutes and leave a review. I would be super grateful and it helps other people get access to all the wisdom that they can take into their business. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.